from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's a new episode of Jukebox Republic. But as always, we kick off the week with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, October 5th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello there. Well, 2020 may have brought the world to its knees, but it's at least brought us a revolutionary new kind of uh, coffee roaster. Well, that's something, I guess. Then a heads up about the displays and fireworks extravaganzas you can look forward to next week when Taiwan celebrates National Day. And how hardworking are Taiwanese people? We've got new data on working hours in Taiwan and how workers here stack up compared to our friends around the world. All that coming up next. Please stay tuned. Well, many great inventions are discovered by accident, but, uh... I've never heard of a coffee roaster being invented this way before. By accident? Yeah, they weren't trying to invent a coffee roaster, but they did. (laughs) Um, If you're wondering how this happened, uh, this is part of a uh, sort of industry and academia collaboration. So they've got people who are working in business in the industrial sector and, you know, researchers working together on this project. And uh, they weren't trying to develop a coffee roaster. Instead... They were using a rotary joint technique usually employed for radar systems. (laughs) That's like Um, two extremes. Yeah, and the initial goal was accelerating biodiesel reaction using microwaves. Well, they ended up microwaving coffee beans, and it turns out... By accident? Um, well, they were like playing around. Like some coffee beans? <laughs> they were playing around. <laughs> okay, um, got it. It says that uh, they were you know, working on mi- with microwaves, and the team came up with the idea of applying their technology in different practical fields, like processing other materials, such as coffee beans. It turns out, though, that what they've stumbled upon is a method that can save roasting time, in the traditional way, by mm. 60%. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's the the full name, if you're interested, is the Coaxial Rotary Microwave Roaster. It's been introduced at a press conference. Uh, It only weighs five kilograms, which is several times lighter than traditional roasters. And um, like I said, very time-saving. Just six to ten minutes, they can complete the bean roasting procedure procedure with this technique. Uh, Usually it takes about 40 minutes otherwise. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah, and using microwaves as the source of heat... Also helps, it says here, prevent the beans from getting burned. That's not my experience with microwave ovens, but (laughs) maybe they're a bit more careful than I am. Yeah, Yeah, like I said, they're usually, the traditional roasters are 20 to 30 kilograms, which is not very mobile, but this one is just five. So it says here uh, that they envision this being used either in the home, commercialized, 
uh, as a machine or in small coffee shops. And it's going to make small batch roasting much less challenging. Maybe if you're into that sort of thing, you can even do it yourself in the comfort of your own home. I don't know. You're a coffee drinker, huh? So you I might mean, want this. I'm not a connoisseur, though. Okay. I, I drink whatever you put in front of me, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say that uh, I, I wouldn't want to do this in, at home because it does leave quite a smell. Um, some people may find nice it pleasant. smell. It smells like burning stuff to me. I don't know. Um, oh, I, There's okay. one that near where my parents' house, and I've been there when they were doing it. And yeah. Uh, it didn't. I didn't care for it to smell very much. I would not like my living room smelling that way. But oh, if it's a okay. small batch, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. Anyway, if so you want to. So you're saying that roasting coffee beans, the smell would be different from a brewed cup of freshly brewed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh. It's like a smoky hmm. kind of a okay. smell. Um, I see, I see. I've, uh, it's not not quite like something's burning, but sort of heading in that direction. It's not. I wouldn't describe it as fragrant. Okay, so... You know, you know, there's a there's a coffee chain called a Kama Coffee. Uh, yeah. Is that what it is? is that it smell, yeah, that's that's oh, the smell. Oh, I do not like that smell. Me either. Oh, okay, that's, that's I got what, it. Yeah, there's some places here, some shops in Taiwan that will do it on their own premises too. The difference is the one that you know my parents place in the states. They do it in like a, a sort. They have sort of a warehouse where patrons can sip coffee. Yes, but like. It's largely like there's a it's a roasting shed, oh. so more or less. Uh, they just do it in Taiwan when they do it because of a lack of space here, especially in Taipei where it's yeah. very crowded, right where everyone is drinking the coffee in it. Yeah, that's the smell. Oh, yeah, you're not right. for either of us. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> just come off uh or we're just coming off now the long mid-autumn festival holiday and we've got another long holiday right up ahead of us uh we're talking about national day which falls on october 10th uh but even through this whole week there's a whole bunch of things going on uh first i, th- I want to talk about what i think may be one of the most uh well-known events that happens around this time of year uh, i'm talking about the light show that's put on at the presidential office building mm. here in taipei okay they've been doing it not actually that long only since 2017 okay but basically they project a light display on the front of the building on the facade i've never seen it is there music do you think um uh, I've, n- I've only I... seen pictures stills of it yeah photos. i think I think a relative of mine, um, distant relative, he actually was in charge of um, that design, the lighting design. Maybe it was last year or the year before. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. This year, because it is 2020, it's very different from many other years uh, uh, that we can remember anyway. Uh, it's got a very special design. Um, in particular, uh, the association that's sort of behind this um, says that it's a tribute to all Taiwanese people who have refused to give in to the challenges and hardships brought on by the global COVID-19 outbreak. Um, I don't think we've been terribly badly affected. Mm. Uh, we have, I think, fewer than 600 cases so far, fingers crossed, that it mm. stays that way. But definitely it's hit the economy to, to a certain extent. Um, and a lot of people... You know, with relatives abroad or worried, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, it, we did uh, manage to contain the outbreak here. And the article that I have in front of me also says that, that Taiwanese people should be proud of their accomplishments. So I guess this light show is a tribute to all of that. Mm-hmm. The artistic director didn't just focus on, uh, you know, what what you might think with when you think of COVID-19. There were medical masks, okay, and specifically made-in-Taiwan medical masks. I'm not sure, because the made-in-Taiwan label is so small, 
how that will be made visible in a light show viewed from far away. That's a challenge. I'm sure the artistic team has figured out a way to magnify it or something, (laughs) but uh, yeah. Anyway, also baseball games with live audiences. Now that's referring to the uh, Taiwanese Baseball League, which reopened to live audiences and became, I think, only one of the first in the world to do so back in, I want to say, like the late spring, maybe. And domestic travel, that's been a big consequence of COVID-19 is that domestic travel is at an all-time high, I think. Uh, Definitely the roads and the trains, rails and the highways and even the air uh, routes domestically anyway are completely packed it's difficult to buy a ticket also concerts because we have those then we get a bit away from COVID-19 into some more um, I want to say current issues there's domestic pork again oh, okay. um, yeah. I hope they don't they they kind of sanitize it a bit I don't want to see the <laughs> pork like slabs of meat <laughs> on the presidential office building it doesn't sound like very pleasant viewing but there also, that's a reference to the recent decision, which has been very controversial here, to open up to imports of uh, U.S. pork products, which contain a leanness-enhancing additive, feed additive, that a lot of people here are, are not so sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 5G technology is also featured. Again, okay. that's a very abstract idea. I don't know how you... Again, they probably figured it out somehow uh, to incorporate this into... Because uh, you can't see it. Right. Maybe like... I don't know, towers, cell phone towers. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Um, well, with the pork, it could be just some cute pigs. <laughs> that's not very cute at all if you think about it. Anyway, this is going to happen over five days, so you have a lot of time to go see it. And it's going to be, it doesn't say how long it is, but I guess less than half an hour because uh, over that period, it's going to be playing every 30 minutes, starting over from the top, uh, every 30 minutes from 7 to 9.30 p.m. So, uh, You know, I think there's music to it. Is there? Yeah, I think at least the one that my relative made, I think it, it, it kind of goes with the music, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the relative's name is Ding Duan. Is that your relative? No. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> the name of the show is Proud of Taiwan, Embrace the Dawn. Not very catchy in English. It works better in Chinese. Yes. But, uh, it also Always. revolves around four additional elements. We talked about like the thematic content, but there's four elements. So I guess maybe sections of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are called Facing Challenges, Growth in Rough Times, a Digital, a digital Voice. That's hard to say. A Digital Voice. And Democratic Pride. So uh, if you're here in Taipei... Uh, that's something to check out. Now, surely I understand there's going to be fireworks down south in the city of Tainan as well that we can go see. That is right, for the National Day. So um, this is going to be a big deal. It uh, They're going to be blasting off like 17,000 uh, rounds of fireworks wow. in 33 minutes, you know. And um, that's, it, better this, than the, that's better than the New Year's fireworks. Yeah. That only lasts three, what, 300 seconds? 300 seconds or something, yeah. Uh, well, that's a big deal, I guess, you know, mm. off from Tabby 101, the skyscraper. Anyway, this one is themed after five sections, and um, uh, mainly there's going to be gold-colored, um, I, yeah, and also some smiley faces, and uh, and the color of white and pink. What's that uh, I think, you know, I think they just chose these two colors. Well, okay, oh, I get it now. There's a reason why. Can you think of what's white and pink? White ones and pink ones that you might see people wearing. Is this a mask thing? But they're mostly blue in Taiwan. Oh, well, okay. Well, there are pink ones. Maybe not as many, but they've chosen pink and white. They think that that the blue ones are less aesthetically pleasing. So they just, (laughs) because that's the ones you usually see. Yeah. 
Um, well, they're all green ones too, yeah. by the way. And so, yeah, look at, I mean, I'm showing John a picture of the, the mass, you know, fireworks <laughs> that are shooting off into the sky. Making fireworks out of masks <laughs> is challenging. I, um, I don't know how they do it. Because it doesn't, if I didn't know what that was, <laughs> I wouldn't know what that was supposed to be. Well, of course, I'm showing you in black and white here, but um, actually this it would have been flashing pink and white, I suppose. I still wouldn't, but, um, I would think... <gasps> I don't know what I would think those anyway, were. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because I thought that they're probably drones, but no, they're actually, I don't know, they're using spectral technique. They shot them off they in the formation. In formation of, um, yeah, of um, these face masks. There's also going to be, well, of course, uh, with the, um, um, uh, I, I guess they're uplifting the uh, defense ministry. And so there are going to be also fireworks of in the shape of like missiles. Like rockets? How charming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of neat, right? Yeah, I, I saw them, you know, in this video I, I was, that came with the story. Pork and so. missiles. Great, <laughs> great themes. Yeah, so really interesting. And there actually is going to be fireworks of uh, red, blue, and white. That's the national um, colors. The national colors the of the flag, the national flag. And uh, to a very familiar tune. Can you guess what tune they're going to be flashing the, the fireworks? How can you tune? You mean like, well, play while they play, shoot the yeah. Yes, while they, yeah. To accompany? Yes. What do you think? A familiar tune. Is it a patriotic yeah. thing, national anthem? That's or? what I thought, but no. It's the happy birthday song. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Because oh. they said it's something that everybody's familiar with. So. What? And I thought it was a national anthem. I thought anthem, it was supposed no. to be like, because the, na- the nation's birth. Do you know that song's copyrighted, though? I don't know if they can do that. I, I think it's they kind of make their own version. I've heard that. little... I feel that restaurants. I feel yeah. that restaurants sometimes, and I don't. I, this might be an urban legend that I'm repeating here. Sorry, but uh, I have heard that restaurants uh, come up with their own versions, and the reason is so that they don't get sued. Yeah, I, I think because if you listen to this, actually, it's a little different at the oh. very end of the happy. happy they give it a little twist, so they won't get so, a legal issue. Right. Yeah, and um, and the our legislature president, um, yeah, Yoshi Kun, I guess. You know, he's the one kind of like, you know, decides how the National Day should go. So he was saying that it's pretty pretty significant that uh, this time the fireworks is taking place in Tainan because 400 years ago, it was in Tainan where we started like global trading, like trading with other, comp- uh, with other countries. Okay. And so 400 years later, uh, we've shown our finesse in, you know, disease prevention with COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff. And so they think it's a pretty significant year and that is taking place in Tainan okay. for that matter. All right. Well, yeah. I think it's significant for a lot of reasons. I mean, Taipei is turning 100 this year. I mean, as yeah. an incorporated city, not as a I mean, people, people were living here before that, obviously. Right. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's the 109th National Day, which isn't a very big number, no, but no. Um, yeah, I, you know the fact that we can have a celebration at all, given what's what, what's going on in many other parts of the world right now, though that is probably the most significant thing of all. So I guess face masks—they did their best. Okay, <laughs> they, they did their best. best. I'll give yes. them that. How hardworking do you think Taiwanese people are in general? Pretty hardworking. I mean, are you talking about like workaholics? Yeah. Do you think we were, we're a workaholic? Totally. Yeah. I don't know if that's changed. You know, in the thirty years I've been back in Taiwan, but in the beginning, I mean, I mean, it's common to call Taiwan a workaholic country. I yeah. don't know about now. Um. Well, we have been doing better in cutting down on hours. Yeah. Uh, from okay. 2009 to 2019, the average annual work time has fallen 92 hours. In fact, but we're still 
Well, how would you say we rank in the worldwide? I'm not going to give it away quite yet. Compared <laughs> to 39 countries around the world, so maybe countries. not comprehensive, but pretty good picture of how hardworking we are. Where uh, do you think we are in the list? I say we're in the top 10. Yes. <laughs> any any what, more specific guesses? Uh, fifth? Fourth. Third? Oh, my goodness. Right in wow. between your two guesses there. <laughs> we are, according to the Ministry of Labor's latest report about working hours, the fourth longest working country in the world. Uh, and that was in 2019. So again, this year may yeah. have shaken things up a little bit as it tends has tended to do so far. Yes, the average number of workers worked in Taiwan last year per person was 2,028. Um, and if you're interested in knowing who's ahead of us, well, Singapore's on there. That may not surprise you. They're, yeah. They led the list. They're mm -hmm. the hardest working of all. They worked uh, 2,324 hours. But Mexico is in second, and Costa Rica is in third. And those really? are two, especially Costa Rica, you think of as like, yeah. they say pura vida, like, uh -huh. that's their national Laid slogan. Like, culture. Like, yeah, pure life. Like, yeah. that's not really... Anyway, uh, oh, I didn't they mean worked... laid off. I meant laid back. They culture. are laid back. <laughs> okay, you're, th you're thinking of work. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that means we are we work more hours than two neighbors that are frequently thought of. I think is among the most hardworking in the world. I'm talking about Japan and South Korea. Okay, uh, they didn't break two thousand hours. Huh? Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Japan was one thousand six hundred forty-four hours. So we're several hundred hours per person above that. Um, We're talking about for the year 2019, yes. right? Okay. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, though, I will say that this may be in part because South Korea and Japan have seen very significant drops in the number of hours per person in the past decade. Uh, South Korea, like I said, Taiwan, we fell 92 hours in the last decade. South Korea fell 207. It's like more than double what we were. So wow. I think they're really yeah. clamping down on that overwork culture because it mm. can kill you. It does I know, kill people. It does, yeah. Um, so that's uh, a look at how hardworking we are. Okay, I've got a really cute story to share. Um, this is a story of a black stray dog that's become a little bit of an internet... Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of dogs that are internet celebrities. I think we talked about another one... We did. ...not that long ago mm -hmm. on this very program. But this is a stray dog. It was mm -hmm. a stray, anyway. And it has uh, gotten some internet fame because of its devotion to its puppies. Mm -hmm. um, there is a shelter, uh, not a shelter, a bed and breakfast about a kilometer away from where this puppy had, I guess, given birth, this dog had given birth. Mm -hmm. And it ran back and forth along a forest trail that leads to the bed and breakfast, uh, carrying one little puppy in its mouth at a time. At a time, yeah. And I think there were in total eight, right? eight of them, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was apparently captured on film, I guess. And uh, it's a, at a very popular area for hikers. It's near Alishan Forest Recreation Area oh, in southern okay. Taiwan. So lots of people would have been in the mountains, I guess, lately with all that domestic traveling to have witnessed this. It didn't rest until all eight dogs had been sheltered on sort of a wooden, under a wooden balcony at the bed and breakfast, which was like a nice sort of dark yeah. area for them to hide in. Uh -huh. um, the owner of this bed and breakfast wasn't quite sure what to do because, the, I mean, they are sort of in a rural area, but there's not room for nine dogs. Mm. Um, 
it's, they, they can't, I mean, 101 Dalmatians doesn't really work in real life. <laughs> so um, the owner took to Facebook, which is where the story got picked up, and tried to find homes, and it seems that they've succeeded. It ha- The owner has kept the mother dog and one of the puppies okay. because it's a, she was afraid that the mother dog would be a bit lonely or yeah. sad when all the babies, the, the empty nester, you know? know yeah. So they kept one child Aww. little puppy to keep its mom company and very responsible owner uh the mother stray who's now been taken in will be neutered after yeah. after the puppies are weaned right so that's important we don't yeah. need to keep the population under control that's right All right. Well, uh, tell us about this very generous person who saved up to buy and donate a blood mobile, a mobile blood bank. Mm. We're talking about a Vietnamese woman who, um, you know, 14 years ago married a Taiwanese uh, man and moved here to Taiwan. Um, her, her name is Fan Shi Tai Xia, and um, she actually back home. She's a teacher. She uh, had a major in education, and um, so then. Actually, at the time when she wanted to leave her home country and come to Taiwan, her family didn't want her to do that. In fact, her grandmother kind of like blocked the, you know, blocked the the front door so that her husband couldn't walk in to kind of escort her, you know, and you know, to oh. go through the whole formality of getting married. But she really, really wanted to do this. And so um, they finally let her go. And she's been in town 14 years. But she's one incredible woman. She's very active. Um, she not only helped her husband with her with his company, with, and by, you know, um, uh, it's, it's a company that kind of um, uh, builds these um, scaffold, scaffolds, oh. you know, for construction. Yeah. And she not only does that, um, she also uh, works at the uh, uh, immigration office to help do translation. Mm-hmm. And then she's now also teaching. Um, wait a minute. She's, uh, she's actually teaching the Taiwanese language to um, these other, you know, um, foreign spouses from Vietnam. Is that Taiwanese Hokkien language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Taiwan, Yuan, I think so. And also... She's also teaching Vietnamese at this temple in Jiayi. Mm-hmm. So she makes some money from teaching Vietnamese, but she decided to donate all that money to buy a blood mobile. And what inspired her to do this she said in particular? That, she said that the exchange of culture, or cultural exchange is more important than money. Because money, okay. yeah. She's actually, um, she's 47 years old. She comes from a pretty well-off Vietnamese family back home. Her grandparents were... Um, uh, an architect and a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Her dad was like a general in the Vietnamese uh, um, army. And um, yeah, she studied education and she actually, after she graduated, she worked as a teacher and she even um, ran this kindergarten back home. At the age of 28, she was already investing, doing investment, like investing in this manpower company hmm. and learning Chinese at the same time. That's how she, um, you know, she, she came to Taiwan you know, many times. Right. And um, so before she moved here 14 years ago. But uh, yeah, she's just one amazing woman. She, 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 she can't, you know, 
sit still. <laughs> she likes to be active. And she, um, her choice of uh, blood mobiles, I find interesting. I'm not yeah. sure what, what inspired that particular donation. Yeah, it doesn't really say here, but you know, she really learned the phonetics. Um, you know, when moving to Taiwan by buying these elementary school textbooks. You know, so self-taught, I guess. Self-taught, in a pretty much, and she can write in Chinese already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very talented. And she always started an association for to help um, new immigrants. Okay. Yeah, it's like she just yeah. stay, you know. Yeah, she likes to keep herself busy. I guess so. Yeah. That just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste, and I'm Shirley Lin. Don't go anywhere just yet because there's more of Shirley coming up next on Jukebox Republic. Welcome to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Last week, I was talking about my seven-day trip around the island, Taiwan. And I ended last week about the afternoon of the first day only. Well, it was a week my daughter and her mother-in-law took off from work, so the two families decided to take a trip together. The first three days were spent in Yilan. I'd only managed to talk about the first day, but not finished yet. My daughter... Uh, Clarita's in-laws and their daughter didn't arrive until dinner time the first day. I'll tell you what we had for dinner after the song. This song is called "Luxing Travel."
找，细到当时心才会有位通去。If I had looked at Shola Maya, her name alone, I would have thought that she's an Aboriginal singer. But no, she's actually a singer、uh, from Xinzhou, and、um, she's、uh, an expert in singing songs in the Taiwanese dialect, the local dialect here in Taiwan. And I was thinking, like, wow, I thought that was an Aboriginal singer. No, she's、um, Taiwanese. Her real name was Shen Sholan, and、uh, I guess she took on the stage name Shola Maya. Oh well, you're listening to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm talking about my seven-day trip around the island, around Taiwan,、um, just about two weeks ago, and this is actually the second episode.、Um, I'm just touching on the、uh, dinner time of the first day of the seven-day trip. Well, the thing was that、uh, it was taken with、uh, my daughter, her husband, my husband, and along with my daughter's in-laws and their daughters. So. Uh, started with a total of seven people. Yes.、Um, anyway, so it was、uh, Clarita, my daughter's,、uh, you know, vacation, first vacation in two years' time, working as a nurse, and so her mother-in-law decided to take、uh, the same week off.、Um, anyway, we were just going to go for this family trip for three days, but I'll tell you later why it turned into seven. So Clarita and her husband Vic had made this res- reservation at a Jujo Wu. Which is is like is izakaya. Sorry, izakaya in Japanese. It's a Japanese style pub that offers alcohol, all kinds of alcohol and shish kebabs, or rather, I mean, all kinds of foods on skewers. Okay, so the place turned out to be one that my husband Big John and I had been to before, when we were in the area before for a one night stay, and、uh, we randomly picked that restaurant. What a coincidence, right? Yeah. Well, why did why were we there that time? Well, someone gave us these coupons for buffet dinner at a particular hotel. We didn't stay at a hotel; it's too expensive to stay there. But we had the dinner there, so that's why we were there for one. I mean, well, two days and one night, and we picked that、um, izakaya, that chujou, and、uh, lo and behold, Clarita and her husband Vic reserved that one. So anyway, it's it's not fancy; it's a small, you know,、um, restaurant, but two stories. It, that's just how Japanese restaurants are. They're small and packed and everything.、Um, so we had a, a Japanese-style room、um, on the second floor with a raised floor to ourselves on the second floor, which meant that we had to take off our shoes. Fortunately, there was space under the table which we can put our feet under, so we didn't have to squat. I mean, it would have killed me to squat and eat the whole night. I got bad knees, you know, and my feet would easily go numb squatting. Anyway, so we had a great time. We ordered so much food and alcohol, like beer, and after beer, we kept ordering, reordering rather, grilled chicken butts again and again and again. Well, it's not gross at all. It's not even greasy or fatty because it's only the the, the very very tiny end part of the butts. You know what I mean? So, but Clarita wouldn't have any of it. But you know, it just tastes yummy, just like anything like that's 
deliciously grilled. Okay, try to imagine that. Deliciously grilled chicken butts. Let's have another song here.、Um, I got a song called "Wayda 的旅行 like "Awesome Trip." Yeah, by Wei Miaoru.
声音呼唤我的姓名。当我找到自己。The next day, which means the second day of、um, our three-day trip in the, to Ilan,、um, because Clarita's father-in-law loves hiking, so Clarita and Vic, her husband, made sure that we did some hiking. It was through some woods and streams. We actually sweated quite a bit. I thought it was going to be an easy hike, but it wasn't. We stopped halfway to eat, to rest, and then to eat these scallion pancakes that we had gotten for the trip.、Um, Then there was one point really I realized that I've been there before, and I was telling Big John about it, but he doesn't recall. That was when we I saw the steep wooden stairs leading upwards from a winding river with big boulders here and there in the water. And I have very very good picturesque memory. I told Big John it might have been when my brother was home with his family from the states, and the whole Lin family—that's my dad's side of the family—including my uncles and aunts—took a hike together there. Anyway, that's what I think it was. I don't.、Uh, but anyway, you know, I just feel like the place was familiar. It was a very nice hike, about two hours long, and then we went back to the hotel. We showered, and went swimming in the pool on the roof. This time, yes, I changed to a swimsuit, and you know, all of us swam a bit. And that was when Clarita's sister-in-law overcame her fear of water and learned how to swim. She was so excited. The rest of the trip, she would. Swim whenever she could find some water. I'll tell you about that later too. Anyway, but、um, I only swam a little bit, and then I went and soaked in these two outdoor hot spring pools on the roof as well, and that was really nice. You know, just so serene. I mean, it wasn't dark out yet; it wasn't evening, but you know, we haven't had dinner yet. But、um, you know, just looking around up on a roof. It was a nice day, and. Yeah, just getting soaked in this hot water. That was really nice. Then it was time for dinner, and、uh, we tried out, of all things, the night market there. Now, well, we've got night markets, tons of night markets in Taipei City as well. But、uh, yeah, we we said why not? You know, it was in a square specifically laid out for the night market there. Anyway, you know, happiness comes from very simple things: night market food. And here's a song. 幸福可以很简单 Happiness can be really simple. Again, by Wei Miaoru.
家，想起妈妈说的那句话。不管路多长，记得要回家。有种幸福可以很简单。At the night market, we chose a Rechao, that's a stir-fry restaurant, which is very popular and cheap in Taiwan. What it is is that most dishes are quickly stir-fried using a wok under like high heat. We had shrimp, we had fish. The fish was so good. The skin grilled to a nice crisp and everything. And there was a soup with clams and ginger. My doctor says I lack zinc, so I need to eat more shellfish of sorts, you know. And then we also ordered a kind of vegetables we've never had before. It looked more like seaweed, but it was good. You know, when you travel, you have to make sure you try things that you don't get in Taipei City, and that was one of them. Then there was、uh, songban pork slices, and I just learned that songban pork or songban zu is actually the neck part of the pork or of the pig. Wow, I you know, I know. I just eat. You know, whenever we have some banzu or some ban pork, but I just never thought about you know figuring out what part of the pig it is. Anyway, then we left the restaurant and、uh, we decided to have something for dessert. So we found a stand selling grilled rice cakes, mochi, you know, made with purple rice and then dipped in peanut powder for dessert. That was yummy. You know, nicely grilled. You know, it's crisp on the outside, but it's chewy. You know, and runny on the inside. Oh gosh, I'm getting hungry now. Okay, Big John also ordered a freshly made mixed fruit smoothie to end his meal that day. And、um, the surprising thing is, on the morning of the third day, Clarita's in-laws and their daughter, on the spur of the moment, decided to head further south to Pingdong to visit their second son, who who was working there at a at a restaurant. Actually,、um, Big John and I, after some thinking, 
we asked them if they would want us to go along with them. And they were going like, they were really excited to have our company, you know. Um, otherwise, you know, with my father-in-law, uh, sorry, not my father-in-law, my daughter's father-in-law has poor health. You know, he's, you know, he's got fourth stage of lung cancer. And the mother-in-law would have been the only one driving most of the time. I mean, the father-in-law drives too, but, you know, with his poor health, he wouldn't be driving that much. So um, it was a relief to have a third driver, my husband, to help out and needless to say, more company along the way, um, making the trip a lot more fun and exciting and chattery and everything because um, Clarita's father-in-law would have been, wouldn't have been able to talk very much. He was actually in a lot of pain. Um, maybe it's from the medication he's taking. And also, um, he coughs a lot, you know. And yet, yeah, it's kind of hard um, disheartening to hear him cough so much during the trip but we tried to stop whenever we could at a stop station you know um, one of those rest stations sorry rest stations and um, and then he would get a massage from his wife and everything and uh, yeah um, so um, I was excited that this was extending into a longer trip than just three days um, I did uh, call home, sorry, called at work. And, um, and you know, um, I got it okay about taking more days off, actually the rest of the week off. And then I, um, I fortunately, I had pre-recorded a lot of my programs. And uh, Natalie So, my colleague, was uh, willing to take over my Friday news shift. So I'm just really glad. And the five of us... We decided to drive our car, and then what ended up was that uh, Vic and Clarita drove their car, um, you know, uh, Vic's uh, dad's car, back to Taipei. It all worked out fine, even though Vic was a little nervous because he hadn't driven their car in a long while. But all's well that ends well. The two of them got home safely to Taipei, which was just one hour drive away. And the rest of us continued on down south. Well, I would continue on with uh, this trip. Um, just a you know recap about this trip with you in the third episode, and join me next week on Jupas Republic. In the meantime, I'll end with another song, "My Love," 一起去旅行 "My Love," let's travel together by Gu Yao Wei. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.